Hi, this is Tom Wilson. Caps fans, don't forget to catch the Caps This Morning podcast every weekday on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Alex Ovechkin remains out of practice for the second straight day. Roster moves announced and more coming later this morning. And Lars Heller joins us on the eve of the regular season opener. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, October the 12th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. For the second straight practice day, the Capitals were without Alex Ovechkin as he remains out with a lower body injury. Still listed as day-to-day, but only one practice day remains until the first morning skate of the season and Caps and Rangers tomorrow night. Today's practice at MedStar Capitals Iceplex will be an optional one, so Ovechkin not skating today might not indicate his actual status for Wednesday nights, but the optics as of this morning suggest that he may very well miss the game on Wednesday. Meanwhile, NHL teams had to submit their rosters to the league at 5 p.m. yesterday. And the Capitals did. But more is on the way this morning. The team announcing that Connor McMichael and Beck Malenstein were both assigned to AHL Hershey. And they also made Nick Backstrom an injured non-roster player at the same time. Now, does that mean McMichael won't be here for the game tomorrow? Not so fast. The Caps also said additional roster moves are coming this morning at 9 a.m., which strongly suggests juggling salary cap numbers to make all the pieces fit together. So you want to stay tuned to your Caps news outlets this morning for final word, but it is at least possible the assignments to Hershey could very well change and or reverse themselves today. Some optimism in this, too, regarding Backstrom. Now, if the Caps are juggling the salary cap this tightly, perhaps Backstrom remains a non-roster injured player and doesn't need to go on long-term injured reserve, which, of course, could mean he's back earlier than early November, as we were guessing through training camp. So a lot more clarity on this issue tomorrow on the show. We're also going to have Peter Laviolette with us tomorrow for further explanation. Short version. Don't read too much into the McMichael assignment. He skated the last two days on the top line. He might very well still be there come Wednesday against the Rangers. In Arlington yesterday, I had a chance to catch up with Lars Eller. On the eve of the regular season, we touch on his move up the depth chart to second-line center, his thoughts on McMichael and LaPierre, and what having a full building on Wednesday night means to him. Well, Lars getting ready for opening night, and again, duty calls, moving up to 2C. What do you enjoy and relish the most about playing in the top six when you get the chance? Uh, I think just you get to be on the ice even more, uh, and that's where you want to be. You want to be out there in all the, all the fun situations uh, when, when it matters the most. Hopefully we'll, it, it'll end up with uh, I, can, I can help my, help my line mates and help the team uh, win some games. You guys have been a veteran group for a long time, but a couple of kids in the core now. Let's talk about Henrik's LaPierre first. Awfully impressive in what he showed during camp and now kind of slotting in in your spot, it seems like, going into Wednesday night. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's done very well. He seems to be playing the kind of game that he is... He's good at, you know, he, he plays, he's trying to play a skill game, he's moving his feet, uh, not afraid to hold on to it and trying to make plays. So that's what you like to see, you like to try to see the kids succeed playing their game and, uh, you know, I think he's done uh, very well so far, he's carrying himself well, positive kid, so he's, I think he'll do very well. 
Tasco and without Alex and Nikki for at least a little bit here, but again, an opportunity for Connor McMichael, who seems pretty quiet, goes about his business, but just tremendous skill that sounds like we're going to see in the lineup on Wednesday. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a he's a fun fun player to watch. He can do some, you know, he can he can he can be a, a difference maker. He's he's got some some really good talent, and he's a little little bit more quiet, but I've been very positive, and he he's you know listens and again i think he's trying he's trying to play that skill game that he's capable of and maybe if it won't show all right away but i think i think he showed that he can play at this level but now it's gonna we're gonna take that to take it to, to the next gear here when the real games start and we'll we'll see how they do but i think they're both very capable of, of playing at this level from what i've seen so far Last year was so tough for everybody for so many different reasons, but when you go down the tunnel on Wednesday night, Rangers on the other side, and more importantly, a full building. What does that energy mean to you, and how does that figure into your thinking about the opener now that you finally have the chance to get full capacity downtown again? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited to have uh, all our fans back. I, I really missed having them there. I think they missed, they missed that atmosphere too. And uh, it's just so much better having them there. It just adds adds another element to the game, and you know, emotion and and the noise. That's how it's supposed to be. And I, I miss I missed it a lot. So I'm excited to to get going on Wednesday. Excited to see you getting going on Wednesday, Lars. And good to see you again in person. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. His role an expanded one with no Nick Backstrom to start the season. Lars Heller. Going to be a very big piece for this team again this season, especially now as he skates in the top six. At practice the last two days, he's been skating alongside Anthony Mantha and Daniel Sprong. With a home opener looming tomorrow night, we're joined this morning again by Joe Beninati from NBC Sports Washington, discussing not only the youth on the roster heading into opening night, but also a chat about the opposition on Wednesday, the New York Rangers. Well, Joe, up front, it looks kind of like a youth movement taking hold here. Connor McMichael still holding down top line left in the absence of Alex Ovechkin. Henrik Slapierre looks like he may be your third line center. So for all the talk about this team being one of the oldest teams in the league, they're getting young pretty quick up front. It could be fun for a couple of weeks or let's see how long it lasts, right, for all of those guys. But in particular, LaPierre and, and uh, for McMichael, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. I, I'm all for it. I, I know the organization tends to overcook or want to at least overcook its prospects and that's part and parcel with how successful they've been for so many years uh, you don't want to rush it for some of these young guys but I'm okay in this instance and especially you know looking big picture long term further reaching than just the 21-22 season you are going to have to get younger here sooner and especially up front and so why not give LaPierre and uh, McMichael a chance I've always seen McMichael as a shooter more than necessarily a playmaking center so I might like him on the wing. I'm not rooting for him to take Alex Ovechkin's place at all. Please don't get me wrong. But if he has to sub in for Alex for however long that might be, and hopefully it's not very long, let's see how he does coming off the wing letting that shot go. I think that's a natural instinct for him. A little bit more of that caps the next generation on the back end. We know after the move of Michael Kempney, which I want to talk about with you here in a moment. But Martin Ferravari will be in his lineup. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He deserved it. He played well during camp. And he looks like a guy that's ready to step into that role and be in the top six. And I know as we're getting set for a week to unfold and the regular season to begin, we're seeing combat and you and I are guessing and hedging a little bit as to who's going to be playing with whom. But if you actually put Farivari together with John Carlson, I know people are going to sit there and worry about, whoa, does that mean he's going to get 25 minutes a game like John? Not necessarily, but it's a good way to have him 
be working with somebody who's so very well experienced. And if LaPierre is that third line center, if he is working with Oshie, you know, guys like Oshie and, and Sherry will be good guardians, good counsel for someone like that. So I'm fine with these younger guys getting the opportunity and playing with experienced vets who've been through all the battles. They have so much know-how that they can impart to their teammates. This to me is fun. And I think you and I, as we approach it from a from an announcer standpoint, from a media standpoint, it makes the team that much more attractive. We know how talented they are and how good and grizzled they've been, but let's see how they grow and get younger and see how those guys get acclimated as quickly as they can. You and I are both big fans of Michael Kempney, part of the cup winner. Tough news for him over the weekend as he tries to play himself back into shape. Peter Laviolette said over the weekend that he just isn't going to get that opportunity here. He's got to be able to play. So now he goes to Hershey. He's cleared waivers. He has that opportunity. But after a tough couple of seasons here, now he's going to be down to the farm, maybe for the foreseeable. Yeah, we're kicking around at MedStar Caps Iceplex for the last couple of weeks, watching the guys work. And as soon as you see six get on the ice, you sit there and go, now, this guy's had two major leg injuries, and you don't see it because he's so smooth. His skating gait, his stride is so good. You would sit there and go, oh, he'll be fine. Then the games come. You know, then the individual practices come with the, the drills where there's body contact and physical exertion that's being given. It's not just a, a skating drill. And then you realize that the player has missed so much time. And from a timing standpoint, he can get those back he can get that timing back better, cleaner, more effectively, efficiently at the American Hockey League level and not be potentially hurting his team while he's rounding into form. I don't know from, I don't pretend to know from um, a financial standpoint how this impacts the roster and how long you need to keep him down. If it's just a matter of, Michael, go and, and dominate like we hope that you can at the American League, we'll bring you right back. I don't know what that circumstance is, but more than anything, he needs the push and pull, the bump and grind of professional hockey to get back into seasoning after he's missed so much time. Better that he do it at the American League level and round into form than try to, what's that expression, catch the moving train in the NHL. We've been talking about caps, things, and training camp, and players, and now finally we have a chance to talk about opposition. The New York Rangers with Game 1 of 82 coming up here. Sounds like Ryan Reeves getting closer to returning. Gerard Gallant said it's going to be close, but yesterday back on the ice with the Rangers at practice, making some guys bigger, maybe certainly the Rangers tougher. This is a very tough divisional matchup right off the hop with a team that had some history with Washington going back to the end of last year. I, I can't agree with you more. I, I'm excited just for the individual, for the team matchup. Rangers against Caps, to me, I think is an attractive matchup, especially when you look at New York's roster. And I'm not focusing on the the Reeves potential Wilson element. I I don't want to go there. If it happens, it happens. I wish that it wouldn't. But if Ryan feels the need to open that wound again, let's see how it plays out. I know that Tom Wilson doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He wants to play hockey. It's opening night. Hockey does get physical, and with Tom, it gets tough. But that does that mean we have to have line brawls? I, I don't think so. Uh, and I think I hope Ryan will use some judgment if he's available that night and, and not turn it into some kind of a gong show. I, I pray that that's not the case because you've got two pretty good teams there, and I think the Rangers are on the rise. And when you look at that lineup, especially the younger guys now who, are got, who have two or three years of seasoning, they're getting better and better. I like the Rangers in the net. I like Fox on the back line. I like a healthy Truba there for them working with Keandre Miller. I just think that that's a team that can contend in a really rugged division. I'm not saying they're going to that they're an automatic playoff team, 
But I think they're going to be on that periphery. I think they're going to be close. And when you get Zibanejad in there, obviously they have Panarin. The younger kids like Lafreniere and, and Kaku, who are getting better and better. That team's going to be all right. Zibanejad signing a new deal this week, and certainly his numbers against Washington probably helped that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've had people text me already, guess who's going to get a hat trick on opening night? I'm like, no, 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 let's not go there. But there are, you know, you can't deny it. He has played really, really well in recent years against the Caps, and he's another player who I enjoy watching. I, I didn't think he was going to develop into this when I first saw him in Ottawa, I want to say, and I know his, his junior pedigree is a good one, but he has just blossomed into an offensive force, and he's surrounded by some talented people who like to move the puck. So um, wherever they play him, top line or second line, if he's with Lafreniere, if he's with Panarin, they're dangerous. Game one of 82, yeah, but it's going to be a fun one, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait, Johnny. Let's do it. Always appreciate Joe's insight and his generosity with his time. You'll hear from him all season long here on Caps This Morning. One other note before we hit the road today, Axel Janssen-Fialbi is back. That was fast. He was claimed off waivers last week by Buffalo. He was reclaimed by Washington yesterday when Buffalo placed him on waivers over the weekend. If there are no other waiver claims on AJF, Fialbi is going to be on his way directly to Hershey. Tomorrow's the day, Caps-Rangers, game one of 82, TV coverage courtesy of the NHL on TNT. Kenny Albert on the call there. Radio side, Ben gets us started at 4 on Wednesday afternoon with Caps Game Day airtime on the Capitals radio network, including 106.7 The Fan here in D.C. will be at 7.15. Tomorrow's show, we get you ready for opening night. My one-on-one sit-down with head coach Peter Laviolette. Ben and I will preview the opener, and then it is go time. The 21-22 season now, just a day away. Have yourself a great Tuesday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.